celebrating the sounds of Memphis for 21 years, welcome to another episode of Bill Street Caravan. Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide, major funding for Bill Street Caravan is provided by the AutoZone Corporation. AutoZone, parts are just part of what we do. Hi, I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. This week on Bill Street Caravan, we have soul instrumental maestros, the city champs. Bill Street Caravan contributor Adam Hill will be back with an installment of his series, Made in Memphis. That's all coming up right now on Bill Street Caravan. What's up, Pat? Hi, Kevin. We're back and we have another fine show lined up for our listeners. The City Champs are with us this week. A Memphis favorite and a personal favorite. It's probably a little risky in a way. Not too many people outside of Memphis may recognize them, you know. I ain't scared. And it's not like they're newcomers to the program. They've been on before. And the band members have been on the program countless times backing other artists. That there is a thing. The City Champs, organist Al Gamble, guitarist Joe Restivo, and drummer George Sluppick are just too busy with other projects to keep the band together. Yeah, and I was like thinking earlier, it's like, are we poor for that? Because that's a tough one because it's sort of a win-win to me. Like, I can't imagine Memphis music without all the different things that Joe is a part of. Same goes for Al and George. Well, let's give our listeners a quick rundown of the band resume. George and Joe are from Memphis, and Al's from the Muscle Shoals area, but it's called Memphis home for the past 20 years. Okay. So aside from their long list of studio credits, here's where you may have heard these guys before. Al was a member of the Bluebirds. After that, he formed the Gamble Brothers with his brother Chad, who has spent the past decade backing Americana superstar Jason Isbell. Al played with Mark Broussard. He also played with Bill Street Caravan contributor John Paul Keith. He spent time in the Bow Keys. He's been an all-around hired gun, and for the past several years, he's been a member of St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Joe, too, is a hired gun extraordinaire. While running his own band, the Joe Restivo Four, playing in the Bow Keys, and with various projects such as the Maitre D's, and most currently, the high record star Don Bryant. George Slupik has been behind the kid for Bill Street Caravan favorites Ruthie Foster, J.J. Gray, and Mofro. He recently wrapped up several years on the road and in the studio with the Chris Robinson Brotherhood. Now he splits his time between various efforts, including Charlie Hunter and Morgan James. And all of that adds up to keeping the city champs rather dormant. And now you see why a hometown show is such a big deal for Memphis music lovers. And a big deal it was when the guys called us to help put together a show during Blues Music Awards weekend just a few weeks ago. We captured them in front of an adoring hometown crowd, of course, at downtown Memphis's Laughlin Yards. Here are the city champs live on Bill Street Caravan.
there's more from the city champs, live on Bill Street Caravan.
was the City Champs, live on Bill Street Caravan. We'll be right back with more music. But first, we're going to turn it over to Bill Street Caravan contributor Adam Hill. Adam will be sharing another edition of his series, Made in Memphis. If you aren't necessarily familiar with the music of the Yardbirds, you've most certainly heard of one or more of their lead guitarists. Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, and Jimmy Page all served that role for the band, including a short period where Beck and Page were both on guitar at the same time. Starting out in their British homeland as a blues band who would rock London's Marquee Club with their signature rave-ups, they eventually scored a huge hit with the pop single For Your Love. The move away from the purest blues sound caused Eric Clapton to split from the group, which paved the way for the band's most exciting and successful period with new lead guitarist Jeff Beck. Beck joined the band in March of 1965, just in time for a heavy UK touring schedule that lasted through August. In September of that year, the band toured America for the first time, and their manager was keen to get the band to record at a few studios that had been home to some of their musical heroes. The two studios that served this purpose were the blues mecca Chess Studios in Chicago, and the other was in Memphis and owned by a true pioneer who was already a legend to many British youth, Sam Phillips. Sam had by then vacated the original Sun Studio at 706 Union Avenue and built a much larger two-room facility around the corner at 639 Madison Avenue. The Yardbirds played two shows in Memphis on September 10th, a matinee and an evening show at Clearpool on Lamar Avenue and at Skateland in Fraser, just north of Memphis. The next day, they drove to their gig in Little Rock, Arkansas, then drove back after the gig in the middle of the night to Memphis, arriving at Phillips Recording early in the day to find Sam Phillips absent and unaccounted for. A woman who answered the phone at Phillips had told them Sam had gone fishing. Sam finally arrived after dusk with a bunch of fishing poles and a buzz. They were especially interested in getting good drum sounds, and they loaded in looking for the isolation booth to place the drum kit in. When they asked Sam about it, they were surprised by Philip's instruction to put them out there in the middle of the room. Once Sam heard the band, he perked up and told them they were a good band, but they were gonna have to lose their singer, unaware that Ralph had gotten drunk after waiting so long for Sam's arrival. Despite the madness and delay, the band proceeded to cut two of their classic recordings with Sam at the board. One was Memphis's own Johnny Burnett rock and roll trio and their song Train Kept Rolling, later covered by Aerosmith and played live by Led Zeppelin on their first few American tours. They obviously wanted to complete the circle and pay tribute to one of their Memphis heroes. The other was the psychedelic track Mr. You're a Better Man Than I, another revered Yardbirds number from what drummer Jim McCarty calls the most creative lineup the band ever had. Jeff Beck remembers asking Sam to turn up the volume loud for a playback, to which Sam replied, I'm going to make you an acetate. You can take it back to your hotel and blast your heads off. That lathe still resides at Sam Phillips' recording, by the way. Manager Giorgio Gomelski wraps up the story with his recollection of Sam and the band passing around a bottle at dawn after the session was complete. Quote, I remember us all pissed out of our minds watching a wintry sun up from the roof of his penthouse above the studio. This is Adam Hill for Beale Street Caravan, and this has been another episode of Made in Memphis. 
We want to remind our listeners you can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. You can also keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's available through iTunes. We have to take a quick break for local announcements, but stick around. There's a lot more music to come. You're listening to The Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. Bill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, the Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and for those of you just tuning in this week on Beale Street Caravan, we have the City Champs, captured in a rare hometown performance at downtown's Laughlin Yards during Blues Music Awards weekend. Before we get back to the music, let's hear from the guys. I had a chance to sit down with them in the Beale Street Caravan studio after the show, and here's what they had to say. So we are sitting here with the City Champs. Guys, I found that this is easier, so introduce yourselves so everyone can get your voice a little bit. Okay, great. I'm Al Gamble. I play the organ. I'm George Slupik. I'm from Memphis. I play the drums. Joe Restivo, guitar. It's hard to explain the City Champs phenomena in Memphis. Seeing you guys live is like one of those shows that people go to. They don't care if it's a weeknight and they have to go to work the next day. You drop everything and you go check out the show. And it's always this um, little magic carpet ride. That's really the best way to <laughs> explain it. That's sweet. It's Al's good looks as well. Yeah. But you guys, you've got a lot going on. This isn't your main band. Let's talk about who, who you're playing with, who you've been playing with. So Joe, we'll start with you. Uh, I've got a few of my own projects in town. Detective bureaus, like Jazz Sextet. Um, I have a four piece Memphis instrumental group that does early high records era stuff. Uh, sun stuff. Kind of like the Build Black Combo kind of vibe. Uh, I'm also in this band, The Bow Keys. We back up the, a couple of soul legends. One is this guy, Don Bryant, who we have a record out. Uh, currently, I'm touring with a soul singer from New York City named Morgan James, and she's keeping me pretty busy. And during my downtime, with her, uh, I've been lo- working locally with a bunch of different people, John Paul Keith and Susan Marshall, Joe, of course, I'm working with Logan Hanna a bunch, Amy LeVere. Yeah, Logan is a fantastic guitar player and he's got a great boogaloo band. And I uh, started working with Charlie Hunter a little bit. I did a tour with him last month and I'm going out again with him in October. 
and hopefully be doing some records here with some different people here pretty soon. So just trying to stay busy. Uh, yeah, so uh, I've been playing with St. Paul and Broken Bones for the last three years, and uh, they've kept me extremely busy, and I feel extremely fortunate to be this busy. And other than that, and, and some occasional session work, that's that's been about it. So it's a real pleasure to get with these guys always in place. A Memphis musician is an interesting character because he just gets an idea, she too, gets an idea and just says, hey, let's jam. And next thing you know, a project comes together. That's just how that's things pretty, start here. That's pretty much how it went. But the, the basic is that we had a regular gig every Tuesday night at a place called The Buccaneer. And we just had a house gig and we did it for two years. Scott Bomar came down one night and heard us because some people told him that he needed to come check out this band. And I hadn't even met Scott yet. Joe knew him. And I think maybe you knew him, but I hadn't met him yet. I'd been hearing his name and he heard us. And it, it was really strange because he, he watched our show and then he came up and he looked at my drum set and he looked at the organ and looked at Joe's guitar. And then, and then he walked out the door with his girlfriend and he passed by me and he said, hey man, nice drum set. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he left and then I got a call the next day from Joe. He said, hey man, Scott Beaumont wants to bring us into his studio. He was super impressed with us. And, and that was yeah, the Scott's beginning Scott's like a of local it. producer, studio owner. He really got our thing immediately. Cause when we first started out, we were pretty much like sticking to this whole 60s organ trio format, the Northeastern Atlantic City, Philly, Harlem, Jersey thing that so many of our heroes did. And he knows that stuff as well. Like he knows those records, he knew the sound, he got it immediately. And it's probably one of the few people in town that would have, who had a studio and we went into a space, he like cuts to tape, he, all of his mics are old, everything's vintage. And we, that's how we cut our first record. We did it, I think we did it, in, we cut it in a day. We, I think it was two days. Yeah. We got the majority of it in, in the first day and then we went back a second day and cut one more song. And I think we mixed it in a day We or mixed two. it I in mean, a it day. It was real quick. It was, it was, we, we cut to eight track, but we had a track that was left open and we had seven microphones on the entire session. I mean, the, the sound of that recording, everyone always comments yeah. about that particular record, the safe cracker, mm -hmm. because it just has this timeless feel to it. Well, a lot of people aren't as familiar with the jazz history that the city has and you guys are sort of students of that. How do you see the City Champs fitting into that Memphis story? In, in instrumental music, like this, <clears throat> this town was producing like instrumental hit after instrumental hit. And mm -hmm. I mean, some of these labels were built on, and I, th I can name Stax and, and High to a large, really High mm -hmm. especially, mm -hmm. that these like labels and these businesses were built on instrumental records that were being successful, whether it's Green Onions or whether it's Soul Serenade. Bill Mitchell, Black. Bill Black Combo. So I see us kind of in that kind of lineage. And then the jazz thing, like all the guys that I know that we've played with and I've talked to about gigging or working in this town like in the 50s and the 60s, they were like, well, that, that was happening after hours. So you would go to Club Handy at two in the morning and that's where all the guys and gals were playing jazz after they got off their soul gig or their R&B or their like dance gig, right? Yeah. And I was talking about this with Don Bryant the other day and he was like, you'd go there and that's where they were, people were blowing and let loose, musicians. Mm -hmm. So we got our start at a late night bar <laughs> and it was where we would just didn't have to play. 
per se dance music. We played whatever we wanted, mm -hmm. and we got to stretch out and get loose. And people have been doing that in this town for 60, 70, 80, and on you know on back. So there's always been that after hours vibe and scene. And if you talk about George Coleman or Charles Lloyd or Phineas Newborn or Fred Ford Honeymoon. or Honeyman Garner, a great organist. I mean, we could go on and on and talk about musicians that came from this town, ended up in New York or Chicago or whatever that were coming through that culture mm -hmm. you know, of after hours jamming and playing. Funnily enough, I think the same thing was going on in Detroit. You know, in, in the Motown scene, yeah, you know, those every, guys were, right. there was a lot of jazz musicians right. involved in the Funk Brothers. You know, and like yeah. during the day they were making Stevie Wonder and and uh, um, you know Marvin Gaye records. You know, all day long, but at night they were going to the jam sessions and let loose. What is the songwriting like for you guys? What is the the process? How does everybody bring new ideas? I'd say the, the majority room? of it falls with Joe. He, he, he writes comes up with some amazing great music yeah. and brings it to I us. I just bring like... frameworks and then we kind of, we arrange it as a band. Mm -hmm. So George is like really has a really great arranging skill set. He'll be like, you know, we should do it this feel or this tempo or cut that part out. and. Al is, you know, he's got a great melodic sense, or he might go, oh, maybe we should add a bridge, and he'll write something, or add a section, and we we do it pretty collectively. But I generally bring in like an embryo, or Al will bring in an embryo. Well, it's it's obvious that you guys stay together and keep getting together because you like playing together. Yeah. So that comes across in the performance. We're gonna go back now to the city champs. Thank you guys for coming into the studio. Thank you so Thank much, Pat. It's really good to be here and talking to you. So let's go back to some music live on Bill Street Caravan.
pull a string and I wink at you.
Here's more from the city champs, live on Bill Street Caravan.
enjoy playing for y'all. That's all we got tonight. Thank you. That was the City Champs, live on Bill Street Caravan. Special thanks to the City Champs, Joe Restivo, Al Gamble, and George Slupik, and to the staff at Laughlin Yards for hosting the concert. And special thanks to the Queen of Sound, Don Hopkins, for making it all sound so good. The City Champs have two records out on Electrophonic Records, 2009's The Safe Cracker and 2010's The Setup. Word on the street is that there may be another studio effort in the works in the near future. So if you like today's program, keep your eye on electrophonicrecording.com. Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Arts Memphis, the Tennessee Arts Commission, Tennessee Tourism, and Bridging the Blues for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We'd like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You're just not going to find programming like this anywhere else. We want to remind our listeners that you can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Do you love Memphis music? Tell us why and use hashtag IListenToMemphis. Or keep up with us on our podcast at iTunes. Visit our website at BillStreetCaravan.com to sign up for our monthly news. You can find out where the caravan's going to be next. And if you can't meet us there, we'll be back right here next week, so we'll see you then. I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. You've been listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. (laughs) 